Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. Hey everyone, it's J.R. Griggs here with Redwall Marketing, and today we're discussing a recent announcement uh, from Google about the importance of having a mobile-friendly website. Um, you know, this is something we've seen coming for a long time, and uh, now Google's pretty much made it official. It's not really a surprise. I think anybody in the industry would tell you we've we've known this was coming. Um, if you're in SEO or web design, you, you knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when. Uh, but Google basically announced that uh, as of April 21st, uh, you're... Uh, the mobile friendliness of your website will be a you know pretty big ranking factor, um, you know on their search engine, and it's not probably not far before uh, Bing and Yahoo and anybody else follows that. That's typically what happens. They they tend to follow after what Google's doing, but the the thing is is over the last you know few years, you know we've seen this coming. Mobile devices are on the rise. Mobile visits to sites are on the rise. And over the last few years, it's been pretty important to start thinking mobile, you know, with, uh, you know, as, as mobile devices started to get to, you know, 10, 15, 20% of your website traffic, it's, you know, it becomes, hey, it's a good idea to start thinking about mobile, um, you know, for the mobile friendliness of our site. Over time, as that grew from 10, you know, 20, 30, 40 to 50, I mean, there's a lot of lot of sites I see right now that are 50 plus mobile visitors. It became, you know, pretty darn important. You know, half your traffic's mobile. It became pretty important to at least make sure that your site looked okay on a mobile phone. And I've got clients that that have had that, you know, uh, where the site wasn't necessarily what you would deem a mobile website, but it was um, fully functioning on a mobile phone. There's little things you could do. For instance, just to, to give an example of what I mean by that, um, if you've got text links in a sidebar, those are horrible on a mobile phone. But if you turn those text links into buttons, it looks good on the desktop and it looks good on the phone without creating a new website, just simple features like a bigger font, um, you know, bigger buttons, you know, things like that. When when you've got navigation involved, uh, made a big difference on a mobile phone. And so, you know, over the years, we've been able to add in mobile features to certain sites where somebody may not have the budget for a brand new website uh, or didn't have the budget for a responsive or mobile site itself. And I'll go over these differences, by the way. So I may use terms you're not understanding, but I'll go over what these differences are. Um, and so in the past, we've been able to use uh, slightly, you know, some slight changes that made the site more mobile friendly. And again, that doesn't mean it was a mobile site, doesn't mean it was, it was a responsive site, um, but it, uh, it allowed the site to function well on a mobile phone, which is perfectly fine when you're just dealing with the user experience. When you're just dealing with the uh, customer and how easy they can navigate your site, you can do that. Well, now you're dealing with Google also crawling your site, and so you're going to need to have things in place that Google would classify as a signal that your site is mobile-friendly. So it's a it's a, quite a different game. So again, 
Uh, I'm not surprised by this. I, I doubt anybody in the industry, unless they've been sleeping at the wheel, is surprised by this, that uh, Google's made this announcement. They've been hinting at this for quite some time. There's been a lot of rumors. There's been... Uh, you know, people that think it's already been a factor, but this is the first time Google's actually making an announcement saying, hey, on an official date, we are changing rankings based on the mobile friendliness of your site. That's a, that's a significant announcement. They've done some other tests. They've, uh, you might've noticed, um, certain terms when you search, you might notice a little indicator, a little snippet underneath the search results that says mobile friendly or not. That was a pretty big, uh, deal. They were, they were doing that where you could actually test and see, if your site was mobile friendly or the searcher could see if your site was mobile friendly before deciding to click the link. So that was pretty significant. Uh, but again, we've, we've evolved from, we've moved from uh, mobile friendly being a good idea and being a, you know, you know, um, conversion increase to being a necessity. It's really, it's really something you've got to do. And I understand that, uh, you know, Responsive and mobile sites, and again, I'll, I'll get into those definitions in a minute, are more expensive because they take more time. They're more costly for designers because it takes more time to do it right anyway. Uh, there's horrible, horrible mobile sites and responsive sites out there. They're absolutely horrible. Um, but the, you know, the, um, the time invested in it is a lot more, which obviously raises the cost, which, you know, not every business owner was able to afford to go that route and have a mobile responsive site. Uh, for us personally, for Redwall Marketing, uh, we've probably built our last non-responsive site. And the the basic reasons we were still doing some that were non-responsive is cert- we have seen in certain industries, um, you know, that uh, a uh, responsive site just wasn't necessary. The traffic, the, the search traffic, uh, mobile traffic just wasn't there. And there are still plenty like that. There are industries that just don't get a lot of mobile traffic. And so the extra cost and time invested wasn't uh, you know, deemed worth it for those particular clients. And uh, for budget, it was just easier to create a simple uh, you know, normal website. Uh, and there are other industries or other clients that uh, just did not have the budget period to go responsive or mobile. And so they opted to go with a, you know, a standard site. Uh, at this point, we're probably not going to build any more that way just because it's, it's, it's simply, in my opinion, not going to be worth it going forward because the, the goal of a website is to sell your business. It's to bring in sales. And so if you're hindered by the user experience, number one, and you're hindered by um, search rankings, it's really not doing you much good. So to deliver one that's not responsive is, is really a disservice. So, um, but there, like I said, there are a lot who stuck with, um, you know, the regular sites. And so now let me get in some definitions, by the way. Um, so we got that covered. You, you need a responsive mobile site now. It's extremely important. Google's made the announcement and, um, you know, we'll have a blog post on this too, I think coming out, uh, this week or next week that goes over the announcement again and just a little bit more in depth, maybe with some pictures and, uh, uh, links to the Google announcement. Um, but let me go into some definitions now that we've established, it's pretty darn important. You need to have it. Uh, the evolution of mobile sites started off as, uh, businesses were creating or website designers were creating two different sites in the past. You had your normal website and then you had a mobile website. 
And what would happen is, is based on the device you would open the site in, it would trigger the mobile site or the desktop site. And the design of these things, in my opinion, was just horrible um, for many. I'm not going to say all of them because there were very good mobile sites, but I never liked that the whole mobile um, you know, site layout. Early on when phones were literally just these little tiny screens, yeah, it was smart to have a very simple mobile site. But when smartphones started to become more popular, you, uh, especially with the touch, you know, with the iPhone, when the iPhone came out, obviously a lot changed with the iPhone. The Windows phones before that, Blackberries and all that were um, using stylus or little, you know, the little thumb scroll type thing. And um, it really wasn't as important. Once the scrolling with your thumb and using your fingers became uh, important, that's where having bigger buttons and bigger text and an easier flow became really important. Okay, that's when that really took off. And so they had these mobile sites, and many times they were really good. They, 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 were, they were fine, but they were really starting to be built um, to be clunky, very outdated at some point. They just, sure, they got the job done in the sense of features, but they just didn't look very good because not a lot of thought was put into it. It was like a simple <clears throat> one-color thing with some buttons. And then what started happening was the way that the iPhone and other smartphones displayed websites was really quite, you know, nice to begin with. And as long as you did the basics of uh, making a slight change instead of having a mobile site, maybe using bigger buttons or bigger text or bigger pictures, you know, you could actually adopt your desktop to, you know, work well on a phone because, it, you know, the browsers handled really well. You know, you could double tap and zoom in on text. You could scroll around real fast. And, you know, you could build a website non-mobile and add in a few features that made it really work well and look well on a mobile phone. Okay, so that was kind of, for Redwall Marketing, for what we did, that was our first step, was was doing that in many cases where, where there wasn't a budget for a, a mobile site. And again, I was not a big fan of the two different website thing. Uh, when you have two websites, you also have to keep them updated. Both, both websites. Something changes on one site, you got to change it on the other. Uh, you know, blog posts. So let's say you have blog posts on your desktop site, but then your mobile site doesn't because you've just got that simple few buttons. So it wasn't until responsive design came out that uh, I got really excited because the other issue, by the way, was, uh, I don't want to skip over this, was that smartphones started to change drastically in size, okay? You, you got the phablet, uh, you know, trend going on right now, which I'm not a fan of. Basically, phones that are the size of tablets. When you had the iPad come out and you had all these other tablets coming out, they were triggering mobile sites that looked like garbage because now you've got this little simple five-button site with a little bit of text stretched out over a screen that's almost as big as a monitor in some cases, right, with these different tablets. So now you had to adjust for which kind of tablet it was. And so there was all this 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 adjustment going on depending on the device. Well, now you got to know all the different devices. And you got to know all the different things. Responsive uh, technology started coming out where a website would simply adjust based on the size of the screen it was being viewed on. This is where I got real excited about mobile websites. Okay, so you got your mobile website where most people would have like the different version of their site. You probably notice it like m dot, you know, domain name dot com. Uh, that would be their mobile site. But again, the problem is you got to keep both updated, keep both current, 
you'd lose features in the mobile. It just was it was a little bit of a pain. Responsive came out, and the idea is simply that the website adjusts and shrinks based on the size of the monitor. So menus can shrink into a drop-down. Pictures can, instead of being side-by-side, move underneath each other. Text shrinks. Um, Different elements move depending on the size of the site, which means that you can scroll through the site and you see all the features, but it's not, you know, it's not laid out in a way that you can't, uh, you know, click through and see everything. Buttons are nice and big. Fonts are nice and big. That's really the way you have to do your sites these days, okay, is that responsive layout because the screen could change based on the desktop screen. It could have a 27-inch monitor or a 5-inch, you know, cell phone. And depending on which size they're on, the same website simply adjusts. So you no longer have two websites to maintain. You've got one, and you just have to make sure all the elements are in place. Now, this, again, is more costly than just a regular website. It takes time to make sure all the functions work right. And, uh, you know, that's – but that's the that's where things are going. So it's, it's, it's where design is. It, you, you need responsive. It's just where it is. Um, so while it is more costly, it has better conversion rates, and you have a better chance of standing out and making – you know, more sales from your website, bringing in more business because now you are um, able to have a site that adjusts on any device. And now Google's looking for that, right? So it's not just the user experience anymore. It's not just about giving the customer an experience that, you know, makes them, you know, browse through the site without issue. It's now about making Google happy as well, right? So that's where responsive came in. And that's really the only, uh, the way I recommend these days having a site mobile. In the past, uh, as as early as uh, a month ago, uh, um, I would talk to clients where, again, budget wasn't there or whatever the case may be or they just needed to make quick changes temporarily. I would advise simply making sure that your site looks okay on a mobile phone, that you can navigate through it quickly. Nothing's confusing. You're not using hover over technology because you can't hover over with your, you know, with a smartphone. That your buttons are nice and big. Text links are now buttons instead of text. Fonts are big. You know, uh, layout is is um, is easy to navigate on any device. That was okay in many industries, as again, as, as recent as, you know, a month ago. Well, now that Google's, um, and again, I knew that everybody knew that Google was making this change, but, you know, uh, for the time being, those worked. Now, uh, my personal recommendation is not even to try doing that because, again, now that your rankings are affected, it was one thing when you could at least get the click. You could at least have somebody search, find your website, and as long as you had a few key elements in place, great, your website functioned perfectly fine. That was one thing, right? That's, that's you, you win. You got the visitor, and if your website functions well enough and it has a call to action does all that you get the lead you get the business but now your chances of getting the click to begin with are now affected if you're not having a mobile friendly site and again google's not looking to see if your site has big buttons and uh, although that is one of the factors by the way that is one of the factors they want to see your text links is your navigation too small is your font too small that is some of the factors but essentially they're looking to see if it has key indicators of being a mobile-friendly site, right? And there's uh, elements in the code that would signify that to them. And that's what needs to be in place. And maybe there's workarounds around that. There's probably somebody right now trying to figure out how to hack that and try to, you know, add the code even though the site's not mobile. Um, But I say at this point, 
it's not worth it. Go responsive because it's not only going to help your rankings. It's going to help the user experience. It's going to become the norm. It's going to become what you expect, okay? And if you've listened to me or know me long enough, you know that I'm always talking about how at times you have to have things the way people expect them to be. Your navigation should be where people expect it to be. Contact page should be where people expect it to be, right? You, you want to keep it. Same thing with a grocery store. Grocery stores are all laid out the same way for a reason. They need to have a common flow. Registers at the exit, candy bars, magazines at the exit. There's obviously buying principles behind that. But also, when you go into a store and you're looking for something, you generally kind of know where it is. You know what category it's in. You know where it's going to be. You could walk into almost any store and, all, and, and you know, think about this. Walk into a store and you need to find something. What do you do? You walk down the aisles and you look up because you know at the beginning of every aisle is going to be a list of items in that aisle, right? Because every store is doing it. And so you've been trained to look for items in an aisle by looking up at that sign. So if you build a grocery store and you don't have those signs, you are confusing customers, right? That's the purpose. So that's why we do things as the market does them and we follow the flow in a sense. It's okay to stand out at times and to be different and to do something unique. You know, uh, like I've always thought it would be absolutely amazing if a grocery store had on the cart a digital, and this is perfectly uh, capable of happening these days, a little tablet where you can punch in what you're looking for and it like uses it literally like a GPS thing. You know, you're standing in front of aisle two, you need to get to aisle six and it's halfway down on the left. That'd be fantastic. So you want to do that, great. You might want to still keep the signs up there for a while though until people are used to it. But the idea is stay with the flow, stay with the concept of what people are looking for. So now that responsive is becoming what you will normally see on every site, it is time to get ahead of that. It's time to be involved in that. And by the way, since we primarily deal with local businesses, we are a small business marketing company. That is tends to be, we have bigger companies, but we tend to deal with local, you know, uh, you know, mom and pop local business type of places. They, that doesn't tend to be on the cutting edge, right? So you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a mom and pop, you have a chance to get on the cutting edge and outrank your competition and outbeat your competition because they're typically not listening to shows like this. They're just out there trying to do what they can, not paying attention to these technologies. So because you're smart enough to be listening to this podcast, reading our blog, um, using us to help you with your marketing, you are going to be ahead of the curve to begin with. No, you're not going to be ahead of Coke or Apple or Microsoft or any other company that's already been doing this for quite a while, but you're going to be ahead of your local competition. And now that we know ranking's a factor, you, you get that extra boost, okay? So time to move responsive, right? Now, the other phrase you might hear in web design, this, this really won't affect uh, most you know, business owners, but you might hear mobile-first design. All that simply means is it's generally going to be a responsive website, but mobile-first design simply means instead of designing a website and then configuring it to adjust on a mobile phone, you build a website for the mobile phone and then adjust it for the desktop, okay? So the first concept is the mobile phone. And we found that this is a significant factor in a few industries. For instance, we worked with an e-commerce customer who had a mobile website. It was a responsive theme. Um, we worked with them to design it. We got it all in. And the biggest issue was that it was just confusing, in a sense, on the mobile device. Everything adjusted the way it was supposed to, but it was confusing. 
So we had to kind of go back to the drawing board and rethink things and uh, change the layout. Going with a responsive first mindset, you design the site how you would want it to look on a mobile phone perfectly. What's the best way to make this site work on a mobile phone? And then we can expand it from there into a desktop and add things and move things. Okay, so that's simply what it means. But your best bet at a mobile website right now is a responsive website. And by the way, we have a YouTube video out there. If you, um, uh, I know there's a blog post that talks about it on redwellmarketing.com, which by the way is a responsive website. So you can you can go in there and see how that adjusts um, on our website. But there is a blog post on responsive website, uh, web design on our blog. Uh, you can do a search for it on there. Um, but that will, in fact, I'll link to it in this podcast. Um, that will show you what responsive design actually is and how it works. Okay, so um, that'll give you some examples of, of overall how, how a responsive website will work. So now's the time to get yourself mobile-friendly, responsive. It's no longer an option. you got to do it. Um, and again, if you've got a site right now that is not, my recommendation a few months ago would have been just try to make some tweaks to it. Uh, and again, maybe you can still do that now because if you don't have the budget or the time to do it, at least you get the user experience increased. Um, and you will hit some of Google's factors, you know, by having larger font, by having uh, not text links in the sidebars or, or, you know, too close together for navigation. You will... Um, pick up some points from Google for that. So, uh, you know, you could make those adjustments. But now it needs to be on your marketing calendar that your site must be responsive. Okay? It's no longer an option. So get that on your plans for 2015. It's getting yourself a mobile website. And, of course, if you need help with that, you can hit us up over at redwallmarketing.com and we can kind of show you ways that your site um, can change or give you some tips uh, on how to do it yourself. If you've got your own house, in-house team, we offer consulting um, where we can just you know work with you on that. We've done that for some businesses where they already have an in-house designer, and we simply uh, c- you know consult and coordinate with their designer to help them utilize all the best uh, technology and marketing strategies in the design. So you can head over to redwarmarketing.com for more tips on that. Uh, there should be a blog post on this as well. Again, this is such a big topic that we're just going to you know, make sure we cover all the angles here, write up something real quick that kind of links back to Google's announcement. And that will be on this podcast, by the way, if you head over to redwellmarketing.com. So uh, again, go, go uh, get that on the calendar. Like as soon as you, you know, get off this podcast, write that down, put that in the books. You need a responsive website. And um, we will see you on the next podcast next week. Hope you have a great one. And if you already have a mobile website, kudos to you. You've been ahead of the curve. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.